Good afternoon, everybody. This is Clint and Greg, or Greg and Clint, whichever way you want to say it. In another commute, yes, I know, that's three in the last week and a half. Yeah. Yeah, we're on a yeah. roll. So, rolling around in the air conditioned truck. Well, hey, it has air conditioning, so that, that's the key. You may or may not hear it, but you didn't hear it the last time. Oh, I so. heard it just a little bit, but. Oh, did you? Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, either way, we're not in a studio, so. Uh, Yep. All the sound effects you have, you'll hear are, are natural. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're making those. We're, we've yep. got authentic backdrops. Yeah, that's it. So we figured we could talk about some terrain this time. Yeah, since there's a lot of terrain around there's, as we're driving. Well, in any type of tabletop gaming, terrain always makes the board or the table. Yep. Um, yeah, a bit more fun or more oh. gamey. Well, I don't know if gaming's right. Gaming. I don't know about, yeah. Yeah, it depends. Hopefully, we want to make it more gaming. Yeah, but it depends. <laughs> that, uh, that just doesn't sound as, you know, I, mean, uh, I, I guess, for some Well, people. I don't know. I mean, it depends if you're playing the game for a few days and you're not yeah, yeah, looking up yeah. a shower, it might be gaming. Yeah, it might be gaming, but then that's almost like a comic convention at that point. Oh, well, those are kind of fun, though, sometimes. Yeah. We'll All do right. a show on that, too. I rag on the comic conventions, but I like comic <laughs> So, really, I have no room to talk, just saying. <laughs> Yeah. So, no, we thought we'd just kind of do some, a casual chat on terrain. Um, I mean, everybody who games, video or otherwise, understands terrain. You you got to have terrain in your game. I don't know of any game that doesn't have terrain. You know, even space games technically kind of has terrain. You got planets. You got space stations. You got asteroid well, fields. You got other ships. And if you're inside the ships, then you have. Hallways, hallways. And yeah, I mean that's that, technically terrain. Well, think about it. So you guys all know we do kill team. There's terrain oh, yeah. there. There's terrain. Yeah, um, we do team Yankee, team Yankee. Of war. You know, so there's lots of terrain there. Warhammer. Yeah, war uh, worlds like Warhammer. You have all sorts of terrain, and yeah. the World War II or historical ones. There's a lot of terrain. On there's a lot of terrain. Yeah, and, and it can be simplistic terrain or more detailed terrain. Um, so let's let's keep a I guess kind of an I got kind of got an outline of how I wanted to do this. Okay, let's so see your outline. One of the things I wanted to focus was just the other terrain types. And so um, start with simple two-dimensional terrain. I mean simple two-dimensional terrain. So most games, as you know, box sets, whatever, usually come with two-dimensional terrain. Tanks came with two-dimensional trains. World of Tanks yep. came with two-dimensional trains. Printed cardboard stock uh, train. You know, really nice cardboard stock train. But stuff like uh, the Cyberpunk came with two-dimensional terrain. The Cyberpunk, uh, our Cyberpunk Red came with two-dimensional terrain. Oh, it did? Terrain. Oh, the maps, wow. the you know, the, your flat maps, your A. Uh, obviously, our Victory at Sea came with two-dimensional water train because it's just a flat map. Um you, you get your simple grass mats, your simple sand mats, your simple whatever. Two-dimensional terrain is a very easy terrain. Uh, Dust Tactics came with two-dimensional terrain. I, just like, uh, was it, not X-Wing. Well, X-Wing kind of did. I mean, it came with asteroids and everything. But, asteroids and um, The and Star stuff. Wars miniature game that came out before had a lot of little bits of terrain. D&D uh, &D has tons of two-dimensional terrain. I mean, you buy box after box after box of just two-dimensional terrain. Caves cities, fields, forests, you know, oceans. I mean, there's so much two-dimensional terrain for D&D. &D. You, 
you know, and you can even take, there, there are some kits of two-dimensional terrain, terrain that have clips to hook them together to make them a faux, what I, I always call a faux three-dimensional terrain. So it's still, it is three-dimensional in the sense of it's a giant box, it's a giant cube, or square, whatever. Um, uh, Drop Zone Commander had a lot of really cool Oh, they had milk carton neat. buildings, is what I call them. So yeah. they, they looked like, you know, they were about milk carton size that you could fold into buildings. And it, it's awesome terrain. It is faux terrain. It's not true three-dimensional terrain. Nothing wrong with it. Just, it, it has it. Two-dimensional terrain is great for games when you learn to play. Uh, going back to, like, Dust Tactics or even Star Wars miniatures, where you had the maps with the walls marked out and you're, you moved your miniatures on each individual square. D&D is kind of that way too. And you know, certain squares had solid lines that were walls you couldn't pass. This had this, this had, you know, or this was maybe your elevation. Battletech uses hexes. So that's their terrain, even though it's flat and it indicates this or that for, you know, elevation changes, deep water, all that. So you've got that in a two-dimensional format. There is some nice looking two-dimensional you know, terrain. So yeah. Two-dimensional terrain is easy. Now anything can be two-dimensional terrain. A piece of green felt can be a forest. A piece of brown felt can be, you know, a desert hill. Yeah. Uh, what you know, however you want to do it, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, for instance, I'll interject on that real quick. We used to take the blue felt squares you could get for a dollar from oh, the fabric yeah. fact yep. from the shops. And we just would, you know, wiggly cut with scissors. Yep. Or, Kirby cut whatever you want to do. I mean, we would make our own rivers for the tanks to cross. Water, yeah, yep, exactly. Water. It's cheap terrain, and it works great for the game. You get to us, we demand a little more. We're a little spoiled. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest here. We demand more. We're, we're a little spoiled, and with our terrain, if I'm going to have three dimensional tanks that I spent time building and painting, and and even sometimes customizing, I want. A three-dimensional building to hide the tank behind. Yeah. I don't want to put it on top of a piece of flat cardboard and say, "Okay, it's hiding behind this building. You can't see it." That is a drawback. To you know, it. It, yeah. it, it takes something away. If you're if you're playing with a two-dimensional cardboard standee on a square map with two-dimensional trains, that makes sense. I, I'm, you know, the two-dimensional standee is now there as a representation of a figure, so you kind of know where it is in position to things. Three-dimensional. Three dimension. Oh my God! I can't talk today. Three dimensional figures, three dimensional tanks, three dimensional whatever. I want three dimensional terrain. Yeah, I don't blame you on that. I I, I prefer the stand up buildings and just all the terrain that stands out on the map as opposed to the flat ones. But flat ones are cool when you get it for the box. If you just yeah. get a box set, it gives you something to game with. But yeah, it does. we've kind of moved past that. A bit. Yeah, and it is easier to transport two dimensional terrain. But so. Pros and cons with three-dimensional terrain is cost. That's going to be more expensive. There, there's, you know, it's there's more to it. There's material cost. There's sometimes building, painting, you know, or you get pre-done, but then you pay for pre-done. You know, your, your uh, battlefront three-dimensional terrain is awesome. It's all ready to go. It's painted. Everything's set, but you pay for that piece of terrain. You know, it's not. A five dollar piece of terrain, <laughs> you know, it's just not. There's a lot of sources where you can get unpainted or you know, needing to be assembled three dimensional terrain. Ter terrain, 
and even some of the two-dimensional terrain made in the three-dimensional, if done right, can look really good. Laser-cut terrain, for example, you know, MDF that's laser-cut, but it has some depth, so you've got archways for the doorways, and you've got, you know, roof extensions yeah. that go over the door and cover the windows, and, okay, so, you know, technically it's two-dimensional that's been turned three-dimensional, and it, it's still sort of a box, but not necessarily because there's a lot of ways you can change a laser-cut piece of terrain to not be two-dimensional. So, just, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, with me doing the 3D printing, uh, getting more and more into it, and learning more and more about it. You can it, bring that it, 2D to life now. Yeah, and it gives us a ton of options at a more reasonable price. And it's not going to be yeah. free. You got to buy the machine. You learn to use the machine. You got to buy materials for the machine. You got to maintain the machine, clean the machine, prep the machine. But what you get out of it is you, as you know, I just did that little, little a medieval house that I'm going to turn into a roadside church for Team Yankee. So I'm going to modernize it a little bit. Is it gives you some versatility? My print cost on it was a dollar something, so it's not expensive. No, see, once you get it up and going, yeah. you can print your terrain pretty cheap. Yeah, I can knock a bunch more of these out within a few hours, you know, half a day at least. If I do two of them, it'll probably be six or seven hours. But still, I can knock it out. Now we've got two more buildings, you know, good to go for Team Yankee or whatever. Um, if you start designing your own terrain, then you've got that option of selling it. You know, offering it to people for sale either as the 3D print files or just the finished product and then you could still get it at a reasonable price just depending um, technology on that front has really developed too obviously you know before we just had the PLA SLA spool fed 3D printers now you've got resin UV, yeah. UV curing resin like what I have that is about half the time two or three times the quality because it really doesn't look 3D printed well then there's a little bit more pride too because you made it yeah and you printed out you took the time to get it to where you want and if and you're uh, the one designing it that's even cooler so yes and it, it once you get to the point where you can design your own train it's it's a good deal it, it's a real good deal and it does i mean i'd say games workshop train is expensive super expensive super cool but super expensive yeah, it is. It's just it's not... Expensive. It's not something you can invest a ton in unless you have a ton of money. I look at those people online with these just hugely elaborate tables. 40K tables. And, like, there is probably $1,200 just in terrain on that table. So, it's like, I can't... I, well, I can't afford to do it and I can't justify the cost. And you got to remember, some people, so, it, you can afford it if you can more power to you. It yeah. is not a, uh, it's, that's a good thing if you can. If you can't, like me and Clint, we really, we're like everybody else, you know, I mean, hey, we live week to week and we're not able to go dump four or five hundred dollars on terrain all the time. And so, but once yep. you invest in a printer like you did, Clint, yep. then your terrain becomes cheaper. So if you buy a file for say four or five bucks and you print something out for a dollar yeah. now, now instead of spending 30 bucks you got a piece of train for five bucks yeah exactly so you are big time saving money and it's something you did that just makes the game more fun because you created it you put it out there 
you know, and uh, yeah. And even I mean, just say printing parts. So the old GW pipe sets, you know, their little, oh, yeah. their little yeah. conduit pipe sets are awesome, but you get two angle pieces in that entire set, two. Well, you got a lot of straight pipe, you got a lot of other pipe, but you have two angle pieces. Being able to print an angle piece is just brilliant, just because you can, you know, it, it now going to give you more options. You can stack pipes on top of each other, you can set things. It's not just a bunch of pipes in a row with a few, you know, components here or there. You know, it's just, there's just so much more you can do. Um, well, that's, that is true. Yeah. Because especially in, with the conduits, you can run them all around there. You oh, yeah. board that way. You know, I've got a bunch of those old colonies. Those are old colony sets that I've been adding the conduit stuff to to give it a little more realism, you know? Yeah. You know, you've got all these ruined, like, settlement buildings, but there's obviously big pipes and other components and uh, chimney stacks and stuff like that to, to make all of that work. And, like, some of the walls with broken buildings now have pipes going to them and a control component inside them even though half the wall or most of the building's gone, you know, you at least, uh, you kind of got a feel for what the building used to be. Even, you know, it's just not just two broken pieces of wall with some little control boxes, you know, cast on it. Now you got this pipe with a fan inside it. Now you've got this control box that, you know, it has little removable power cells and outside of it is an antenna that, or a chimney that goes all the way up, you know, about two stories up to nothing, and the top of that's broken off, you know, it's just, there's a little more history, it, it makes it feel real, even though it's not real. Yeah, uh, it adds to it, in depth. Even yeah. just two stories with a bit of floor, and an odd window, or um, a three-story building, but only the top two wall corners of the three-story is still there. It looks like it was something. It gives you a small glimpse or definition of what the building's purpose was. An administration building, a factory, whatever. I know I'm kind of really sticking with 40K, but the same would apply to like King Yankee, for example. I mean, you've got old buildings. And when I say old buildings, I mean like your medieval buildings, your, uh, your old cobblestone huts with thatched roofs. You've got your... Uh, old dilapidated farms. Uh, you've got your uh, bombed out factories, your, your old World War II buildings. Well, King Yankee being takes place in like the 80s, 90s, you know. Those old buildings were rebuilt after the war, for example. I know I'm kind of now focusing World War II and Cold War era, because that's what those two games encompass. Um, people rebuilt those buildings. That's what happened in real life. It's not a, uh, you know, just this was this, or sometimes they just got left to be, you know, left to just rot and fall down. You might have a couple walls and a chimney. Um, but people in real life rebuilt those buildings. So that little, that little uh, farmhouse or the little cottage that I'm working on that's actually 15 millimeter scale, but it's four flames of war is what it's originally designed. So thatched roof, all that, that good stuff there. Uh, by the time I put a modern roof on it, add maybe a little steeple, now this little cobblestone home is now a small church. You know? Yep, now you so, made it. And now it's brought into a more modern decade, and we can use it for Team Yankee. Now we can't really use it for Flames of War with the roof on it, but you know what, you still technically use it for Flames of War. 
no one's really going to question the roof, but it's a possibility. Uh, it's just kind of kind of neat that these these doors are opening that I didn't notice or you know ever utilized before. You, you know what I mean? It's I don't want to say dual use terrain, but it is. Yeah, actually, you, you know, could use I it mean, one way or the other. So. so, really, the big thing you got to factor in is scale. Most of your minute, your historical stuff is going to be six millimeter, ten millimeter, fifteen millimeter. Your bigger now there is some twenty-eight millimeter historical like bolt action and, and a few other things like that. Um, but a lot of the twenty-eight millimeter stuff is going to be your sci-fi fan and your your sci-fi, you know your your futuristics. Um, there's a lot of games like obviously forty K, Kill Team, all that stuff. But the interesting thing with the 3D printer is, at least with mine, I can scale that up or down. I can take a 28 millimeter building and reduce it to 15 millimeter. Oh, well, that's can, even better. As long as my print bed will accept it, I can take a 15 millimeter building and scale it up to 28 millimeter. It, it, you know, and sometimes you might have to break that into a couple pieces. So it might require two wall sections, for example, that have to be printed separately and then glued together. But now you've got the larger or smaller terrain. Obviously, downsizing is going to be easier. No doubt about it. Plus, it lets you tweak things. Okay, that is a dead end. So we're going to go. We're not sure where we're at. Yeah, well, I, I kind of know where we're at. but <laughs> Kind of somewhat. Well, that's okay. There's I don't feel so bad driving into the snooty golf club in a, you know, $50,000 truck. At least I feel I kind of belong. Feel like you belong? <laughs> I like that this house has no golf carts on their lawn signs. That's kind of funny. That is funny. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I would never live near a golf course. That and the but, golf balls in your glass windows. Oh, God, window. yes. No, I'll pass on that. Um, other trains that people don't think about a lot are simple trains like bridges. Bridges uh, adapt bridges. and fund the game. Yeah. yeah. They, there's so much their bridge can give you. Um... conduit units um, you know like power substations you know when you start looking at even 30 years ago 40 years ago you had a lot of and I kind of roping back to Team Yankee here you had a lot of what we currently have nowadays just not in the new shiny format that we currently have as an yeah. example but you still have them uh, it's the same with vehicles good, good example of vehicles you see people driving around in 30s vehicles. N newer looking, restored, or junky. It doesn't matter. And it that's true for the United States. That's true for Europe. That's true for France. You know, there are a lot of old cars, even in France and Germany, especially in Germany. Um, they really do restore a lot of their old stuff. But you get a lot of engineers in Germany. It makes sense. People would want to do that. Uh, they fit, though. In a modern setting, I guess you could say, like, again, Team Yankee, 80s, 90s, there's no reason someone can't be driving a 41 pickup truck, or you've got an old delivery truck parked next to a farmhouse that's slightly overgrown with weeds, yeah, you know, there's no reason cool. it can't be there, it fits, it's taking a fantasy setting, like D&D, and dropping a 58 Chrysler into it, eh, that doesn't <laughs> quite work as well, funny, 
but not quite. Yeah, you'd have to do a little bit of something different than the stress but, reality yeah. a little bit on that one. But it still works. It's just yeah. Yeah, you gotta get creative. That there no doubt about that. Well, the thing with terrain is there's almost no end to it because trees are trained, mountains, yep. Yep. hills, uh, whatever boulders. you want to add, boulders, you know, uh, ponds, water, yep. all sorts of stuff can be terrain, but it's uh, it always, like I said before, it always adds depth to the game for me. It's just a Especially little Especially the water. Yeah. Depth. <laughs> I get that. Said. Clint just made a punny. That's yeah, funny. That was, yeah, that's right. Water does have depth to it. It so. does. And when uh, you get a really cool water terrain, or or if we're talking about war stuff, trench systems for World War One. Yes, those would be fun to bring or fun to make. Is trench so, systems. The neat thing, which some of that terrain, which I've seen people do, and I'd love to do it myself, is you have a raised gaming bed. So instead of your here's your ground, it's flat, it's the bottom you actually have a lower level that the trench system sits in and ground is four, six inches up off the table bed. And so you're playing in a, definitely a more three-dimensional era there because you've got the start of your trench, the end of your trench, the way through. You can do, and I have seen uh, bold action games in trench warfare where there was this really cool, I want to say it was like four foot by four foot trench system and there were no vehicles. Everybody was just moving, you know, U.S. forces versus German forces moving through the trenches. And the whole game was played in this trench system. You could go up oh, over wow. the trenches to another. I, was, I, I didn't watch the entire video, but it was neat. And, you know, this is, we're talking trenches. So they took, like, popsicle sticks and other bits of balsa wood and made the trenches in the foam. And they just glued them in and then painted it and added, you know, your barrels and your car, your ammo crates and your ladders and your barbed wire. And then really there was no grass. I mean, it was all mud at that point. So you just slop a bunch of mud in between the pieces, maybe some vehicle tracks, broken down artillery, a few bodies possibly, you know, however you want to do it. <laughs> but there's your train, you know. Yeah. It's just really cool. And, you know... That's a lot of fun. It's kind of the same said for like spaceship corridors or even caverns for fantasy setting, where you've got just a big map on there that is all just these tunnels and caverns, and you might have multiple levers and levels and multiple levers. Yeah, levers. levels. Well, you might have those in the dungeons. You probably do have those in the dungeons. Maybe some of the sci-fi stuff too. It's quite possible. It, it, it would make sense, but. Uh, it still adds a really cool level of realism. And if you can have a two-story miniature, if you can have an underpart that you could get the miniatures in and out of, yeah, that's really cool. You know, I I always thought with the Fallout Wasteland Warfare, it'd be fun to do a vault for vault a vault tech vault that you could work oh, your way through, you and you would have different levels and that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be neat. And it might take you a few little bit to print that, but you it, probably could do well. A small vault, like part of one that's well, open, like it's cut open. And, and seeing Modifius provides vault files that oh, you can okay. 3D print. Oh, yeah, I need well, to check out go. their site I mean, again. Because yeah. if you're buying it for you, then that's yeah. all good. Yeah, why not? I don't... I have a conundrum with 3D printing terrain and selling it. Is I don't want to... I'm not going to sell somebody's design. 
you know, if somebody spent the time to design this, I'm not going to sell it to make a, job, a profit off of it. However, I'm on the fence with, I should still be able to sell it for the material costs I made to print it, the time I made to print it, and the cost to ship it. Yes. Now, I don't want to pass this off as my own, and I know I'm not going to be doing a lot of big sales, but when I start designing my own stuff, then I will definitely be selling and printing and everything. So there's that conundrum there. I need to look a little more into the legalities of that part of it. If I print off a set of terrain for someone, can I charge them for, you know, the resin, the time, the, the shipping, for example, if there's shipping involved? That's my conundrum on that. You know, because it's not really my design, but especially if the design I purchased, you know, maybe I paid $5 for the file. So I can make as many copies as I want, but... You know, then it's a, uh, you know, is it okay to sell, is it blah, blah, blah. No, well, that's not good. That road's closed. Oh, yeah. I know where these roads go. I'm going to have to wash the truck when we're done. But Oh, this is what a truck's made for, too. Yeah. It's probably thinking, we're on a dirt road now, you guys, so. Yeah, we're uh, it's a, what, Class C gravel road? Forgot. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a dirt road, and it's a nice time of day. And you know what? Here's the other thing. These commutes bring up ideas for us, too, for terrain. Because yeah. sometimes you're not thinking about things, you know, everything. But you're driving down the middle of nowhere, you go, ooh, that'd be cool terrain. Or, yeah. You know, that looks like it's cool. So um, we do actually learn a lot doing these yeah. little commutes. Yes, true. We have fun. But, yeah, terrain, I think... You know, I mean, your imagination, you can pretty yeah. much do whatever, depending on your game. And if you're doing sci-fi games, well, then you can pretty much make whatever you want. You were talking about getting the program to create your own train. Yeah, I, I, God, so. I need to learn it. I'd love to just do simple things like conduit pipes and, you know, whatnots. Um, you know, uh, ruins. I love to do ruins. You know, I would love sci-fi, fantasy, whatever ruins. I just love ruins, period. So, you know, the more we can make, even just simple two or three wall pieces, that's going to be some terrain on the table. It's going to give some depth. It's give something for the miniature to hide behind and, you know, maybe shoot through a window or a broken section or, you know, the upper floor. Cover bonus. Yep, cover <laughs> bonus. Maybe your sniper's on the third floor yeah. you have to climb up the broken wall pipes. And um, Speaking of another thing, that got me thinking. So all those supports on the 3D printing, I've been not really just tossing them. I've been just throwing them in a container because I couldn't figure out what to do with it. Yeah. Well, some of those supports have attachments to each other, so they're like two or three pieces. Well, they're the right scale for 15 millimeter piping for buildings like conduit pipes and water pipes. Oh, so, awesome. so, so you could you know, use them. I've got these long little strips. You just clip them where you need them and glue them in as, as little pipes. We can add a little more realism. Adding detail to your train is, is another really cool aspect on that one. Um, just something simple like maybe a, a small shards of glass left in the window or uh, wires hanging from a control box or you know conduit pipes electrical pipes whatever yeah. uh, maybe a ladder that's been a makeshift ladder that's been left for getting up to the second floor or two-thirds of a stairwell and somebody just put a board across it to you know get to that little area 
know, any little things like that are totally acceptable and really add some realism to the miniature. Again, that's going back to kind of giving you a history of the building. Bullet holes in doorways that are propped up. I got one piece of uh, 40K terrain that I, the two pieces were identical and I had painted them and they, they looked identical. So I'm like, well, this is cool, but I don't really, I don't need two that look identical. So I'm like, how could I make this cooler? So I drilled some holes in it chocked it out with an exacto knife and then I really did a dark wash like bodies had been stacked against and executed oh wow so there's the staining from the black coming down over the paint which is already faded and chipped from the sun and everything else but it now it's two pieces of the, of the same terrain but there's a little more realism to it you know you, you kind of wonder like Ooh, what happened here you know it's just that simple or you know just claw marks on a you know piece of metal door or wall or just you know uh, even, I've even seen a little like pickaxe thing hanging out of a wall where something got embedded in the wall but you that know. just adds to the game to yeah it, it, I it love adds, the yeah. realism and really games like Fallout Wasteland Warfare that's advantageous because you can grab that pickaxe and use it as a weapon well yeah true you so. can pick up items yeah that, that's some good ideas yeah. you got there Quint I mean so I don't know. We'll have to see what your imagination yeah, can do with your I'm printer gonna, there and take it from there. We're going to kind of go one at a time and we'll keep you know, keep an eye on the Facebook page. We're going to start definitely putting more of that up. And some of the terrain that I create and sell, or create and print, will sell. You know? Yeah. Well, you can do that too. I mean, once you figure out how to do your own, then, you know, it's yours. So you're yeah. not interfering with anybody. And that's the other thing, you guys. You got to be careful. So if you buy a file, you got to make sure that uh, you know if if people are thinking to buy to resell, you better make sure that you have the rights to yeah. resell that file because most of them you're not. But you are still going to save money. I don't care. Keegan, he paid seven bucks for this dice tower. You guys have seen our dice tower we yep. printed. Uh, mashed it through some touch-up paint. You know, all in all, um, I'd say he saved probably about. 20 bucks yeah. doing it himself 15 to 20 dollars yeah. because it did take a lot of material about 12 to 13 dollars worth of material and then he paid seven so he paid 20 but this yeah. is probably worth about 45 yeah 40 45 dollars sure you know so you're still going to make money on on saving on the big items too and yeah. of course if you can save money on your train then you can buy more miniatures and, and such or more train yeah. Or upgrade your train. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, I don't know. I've got a ramble musing on terrain. I, I like having terrain discussions because then it makes me think about, it gets me more to think about terrain and especially the stuff I'm working on because sadly I get started in this project and now, like this little cottage, I don't have the roof pieces. I have to order them. Oh, that'll be here in a couple days. So now I've got another terrain project going. I need to start focusing on that of, okay, well, I can do this on this day, I, I can do this on this day, but I don't want to get to where I'm forgetting, oh, well, I got this finally, I got the roof pieces in, now it's going to sit on my desk for a week because I'm doing this other terrain project, you know, and now it's like, oh, well, this is going to get in order, now it's two weeks later, three weeks later, I'm like, oh, I didn't glue That's the roof on this, you know. That's because you keep getting interrupted, though, yeah, too, in all and fairness. That, that doesn't help, but... Well, I'm going to fire up the Stargate so we can just go different places. Yeah. And and uh, I found two AAA batteries. That should be enough to power it. Sure. And uh, we'll take a little charger. 
and we'll just go somewhere where we're left alone and we can, you know, work on our terrain peacefully. Sounds such a place exists. I, I don't know. I hope so. In my imagination, it does. Oh, well, yeah. A lot of things exist in our imagination, good and bad. But yeah. <laughs> that's a different show. But, yeah, that, that's, that's probably not a, a user-friendly, you know, web-friendly <laughs> show there for that one. Um, anyway, moving on. Craig and Quinn's <laughs> first. <laughs> off-scale. Way off-scale. Off Never mind. <laughs> yeah. We got off-scale yeah, on that one there. So. We got something all right. But, ay, 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 I yeah. don't know. Um, I want to do more on 3D printing stuff, so I want to have more podcasts. I want to do more videos. We're going to do a really cool video on some of the RC stuff as well, and it's not just um, how to upgrade your RC or anything. I'm not really going to go into these great build RC stuff. Yeah, there's but people that do that already. But There's a lot, and I, I might have a separate offshoot for some of that stuff of what I do, but... I wanted to tie in the 3D printing and, and you know the 3D printed uh, upgrade parts for my 1RC that I made. I want to do some casting with that into aluminum. So I'm going to do a video on that. I think we'll do a really cool little video all together on that guy. Then I can post on the RC page. I can throw it on the gaming page because honestly if you have a 3D printer, you're not stuck doing one thing. You know, you can print so many different things having a 3D printer. And there are other things you can do like what I'm going to do with the RC upgrades to make things stronger and better. So, well, not only can you do terrain, you can modify other things that you're working with, yeah. like you're saying. And so, terrain wise, yeah, we covered quite a bit there. Clint, you yeah. had a lot to say, which is good because terrain, again, is an integral piece of gaming, I think. And some of the, and it allows you to, the printer will allow you to do different time frames of yeah. terrain <clears throat> because. As we, I'm heading a little bit. I'm going to try a little bit of the historical gaming. I mentioned that the last podcast, so um, we'll see about that too. But the options to make your game change every time, especially yeah. if you've got different terrain, it's not the same thing every single time because then it's like anything else; it becomes boring. So, yep. if you can mix up your terrain, that's good. Yep. Um, and we we bought enough pre-made pre-assembled train that now making our own is kind of like us. Yeah, we leveling need, up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's actually good. I like that. And I I think we need to really start doing our own stuff and getting our stuff out there. I, yeah. I think we're at that point now where it's time to start focusing on it. It's time to start investing a little money into it. See if we can get some return on it. I mean, I don't expect us to make us millionaires, but if, you know, you and I become, that becomes our job, where we're just making and designing terrain and doing all that, oh, that would just so, that would be so terrible. Yeah, it would be. You know, I just, oh, we'd have to go to the conventions to show our stuff and talk to the fans and. And we're going to conventions um, anyways. Now we could have stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And, and we want to thank you too, because we do get a lot of feedback, probably more than you think we do. And uh, yeah. we appreciate the comments and things like sharing our videos or like this podcast will be on YouTube share it if you think somebody's interested they want to sit yep. and paint and listen that's cool too so yeah yeah really I mean if you guys want to just listen to us ramble while we drive well I drive yeah. and Greg rides but still um, that's awesome you know I like having background noise that maybe isn't I don't want to say mindless but it just kind of can go and your brain will pick it up so your brain's an interesting thing it, it'll It'll grab those, and you might be in the middle of painting something, doing detail. You're like, "Wait a minute, what?" And then you got to back that up. I, and see, 
I gotta use my brain? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's really bad if you don't. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It leaves and then Who you're are just, you just you know, oh, SOL. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's bad. Yeah, well it it is uh we don't script our stuff. Like oh, we'll God. just sit here and talk about what do you want to do a podcast on? Yep. Here's um, our here's our subject and here's our we subject are getting much just, better at staying on topic. Yeah, there's I, a couple times you tried to divert it, but we, I, I like, know I go tried kart to... bumped you, Mario Karted you yeah, over. Yeah, I threw a turtle shell, smack. Yeah, it's just there's a lot I want to talk about, and that does make it difficult well, to stay focused on one subject. That'll give us time though to do other yeah, podcasts. Yeah, sure. And when we do the live ones, you guys can call in. When we do them on the Podbean app, you yep. can call in. Um, the other apps you can obviously listen to, and we're everywhere, so yeah. You can find us pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of neat that we got picked up. So, yeah, no, that is really uh, cool. Some of the companies are starting to, you know, like our stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Now, we're not making money yet. Haven't made one cent yet. But we are, we are having fun. And that's going to be the goal of this whole thing. We already work. We already told you guys we got jobs, you know. So, this is fun. If it goes somewhere, fantastic if not we're still gonna do it yeah you guys are still welcome to be here and and uh i i think at this point well one can always backslide by not doing anything i think at this point greg we have invested enough we've committed time enough and we can always do more you can always do more you can always improve you can always learn you can always do more but we are starting to invest enough that we're 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 maintaining and growing yeah, and it's a steady growth. You, you guys, know. if you if you're hearing this or not in our Facebook group, feel free to join. We we just had the other day like 13 people yeah. join and every week we have people odd, it can be oddball numbers joining, but yeah. it's just steady growth and there's a, a whole diversity of gamers, you guys. It's not we're in other groups too, you know, but uh, but we got a pretty good diversity, so it's a little different where we're at. And you'll see us. We like the miniature stuff too, but more is coming on the video. I'm like today, I know Ashley was uh, live streaming Sea of Thieves. Nice. So, yep. Sea of Thieves is a real fun game. If you like any kind of RPG, classic type, piratey games, then Sea of Thieves is a fun one to get on a game with a couple of your friends. You all got to control the boat. So, and you can shoot your friend out of the cannon. You can always try that. But that's handy. It's handy. It launches them from the boat onto the shore. <laughs> but uh, that's sometimes just fun to do. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's just something. It's just something to do. It, it, it's like those certain games where, yeah, you probably shouldn't do it, but boy, it's kind of fun. Just You're just going to do it. Yeah. You know, it's that. Well, that I know the vehicle's going to go explode at the bottom of the cliff, but I'm going to see how far out I can go before it hits the bottom of the cliff. And we're counting yeah. one, two. Look how many times it tumbles. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, terrain. Oh, back to terrain. Yeah. Yeah. We almost lost it there. But see. Well, no. I mean, not we're, really. we're kind of. Yeah. But Quint's going to put some more pictures up. Our Discord, yeah. you guys. You can join our Discord. Yeah, that's. I'll re put the link up because it sometimes it expires, but I said it so it wouldn't. But I found, I'm thinking it does. Yeah. We're, we're starting to get activity on Discord more and more. Yeah. Um, especially on the Team Yankee side and there's of things. all sorts of little areas. So you can talk about video games, tabletop yeah. games, 3D printing, whatever. Whatever's related to gaming in general. So 
it's open to all sorts of gaming and hobby stuff. So yeah, head on in yep. if you'd like. And I don't know. We right. do have a show on Sundays at 4 p.m. Yep. Central. Gamer Hangout Live. Um, so now that it's five o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. But so Ashley's doing that today, you guys. Yep. Um, for us. Because we were out of town anyways. Look yeah. at that. There yep. is a vulture. Yep. Um, sorry, is it vultures are huge. We need most of turkey vultures. Turkey vulture. Still, yeah. It's a big bird. Yeah, bird. Anyways. Not giant and yellow. The, car- <laughs> the, the kid show was wrong. Could you imagine that big bird running down the street? I'd have to stop him for an autograph. That, that dude, right now being you know eighty some degrees, that guy would be hot. That'd be like, Passed dude, out. you need a water. <laughs> First of all, to be able to run in that big bird costume, just just to run in general, that would be hysterical. Half the time they're struggling just to walk. Yeah, I don't know about running, and that looks top heavy. But anyways, yeah, we'll wrap we this one up. At yeah. the end, but that's fair. It's the end. It's fair. Well, so you guys are free to. Yeah. Join us wherever you'd like and on other social media platforms. So just say hi. You got some suggestions, some suggestions for terrain files that I should check out. See yeah. what we could utilize or what you think. You know, send it our way. Use the Discord. Send us a message in Facebook. Whatever. Say, hey, these are this is a cool place to find this terrain. You know, let us know so we can check it out. I'm open to that right now. I'm doing a lot of research on what we can find and what we can use. Yeah, and it's just going to grow. So you'll see it in our games, and you'll see it, you know, on the yeah. pictures on Facebook. Clint's going to be uploading more to the groups. And uh, if you can do those little short videos, send them to me, and yeah. I'll post them for you. Yeah, we're going to work on some of that, too. I'm going to do yeah. another rotating spinning vehicle. That once it's all assembled, and then, of course, once it's all painted. And I like that little display thing I got for... Other than it rotates a little faster than I want it to. The one um, I got lucky when I picked yeah. mine up, it has three or four speeds, yep. and you can slow it yours, down, and it makes it nice. Yours is really cool. I should look at something like that, just because mine is just a little too fast. Which mine is for model cars, so that kind of makes sense. And I don't really like the mirror deck on mine. I might peel that off. Yeah, if you get one that turns a tad slower, then yeah. the miniatures will show up better. But yeah. on, on models cars you're gonna be just fine because it's big enough it's big know? enough yeah so but, we'll just definitely have to oh your buddy's out oh the squirrel yep, yep there he is he's looking for his food so we will catch up with you guys yeah. later i'm gonna go toss some yep. food out for the squirrel and then jump in all i'll, right. I'll, I'll kick the podcast on on my phone while i drive back and all right well, i'll catch oh. up with you in a few minutes right. sounds good all right bye, bye.